Entering the cathedral, Mavis and I continued our little talk. The man himself was a mystery and would avoid all questions I put to him. The only thing he could tell me was that he had been stationed at St. Marcus's for many years. Turning to close the doors, which had already caused me some bloodshed, Mavis peeked outside. His face, although old and lifeless, started to shine. Wind blew on his face, and he seemed to be relishing all that he gazed upon. I would later come to understand his strange characteristics, but then I was new to him and considered his acts to be those of old age. The door closed. The echo of the rusty latch clicked with a finality that chilled my soul. Can you please tell me where I might find the priest in charge? I asked kindly. At that time, I did not realize that this strange doorman was the one I was meant to replace. Mavis slowly turned from the door. As the light fully hit his face, I blurted out a controlled gasp. Across his forehead, and moving down to his right eye, I saw a sinister scar, as if in his youth some intruder with a sword had attacked Mavis. Never had I seen such a wound of faith. I am he. I am Mavis. I nervously smiled at the old man, trying my best to control my stare. Even as a young child, I had found abnormalities to be a source of great curiosity. Oh, I stumbled with my suitcase. I thought you were the caretaker. At times. I noticed that the church was quite old, and that it had fallen into a state of disrepair. Mavis soon noticed the shock on my face. Cracked plaster was greeting me from every corner of the decaying building. Faded pictures of forgotten holy episodes were seen, lost in a layer of dust and deterioration. The pews, long since rotted, lay broken amongst rats' nests and satisfied termites, their pale varnishing a testament to the folly and mortality of man. Dear God, I said in a contemptible whisper. Shaking his head in agreement, Mavis continued his tour. Reaching the altar, I stopped and bowed to my knees, wishing to pray, and hoping to gain both the understanding and strength needed to complete the impossible task the bishop had given me. I noticed that my action had caught Mavis by surprise. From the corner of my eye, I witnessed him looking down on me with a most curious look. It was the look of a non-believer. I had gotten the impression that over years of neglect, Mavis had lost his faith. Examining himself, looking at the huge figure of Christ on the cross behind the altar, he finally bent his knee and pretended to pray. Understanding the test that Mavis was under, I silently prayed for his soul as I did so many others that had touched my life. After prayer, I rose to my feet to discover that the altar was in as bad a health as the rest of the church. To my right, there stood a silent pulpit, cracked, pitted, and yellow with age. The platform looked down on the two of us with an icy stare. Slowly moaning with age, a wind rushed through it, causing a cloud of dust to gallop up like a dust devil. I got the impression that it had been a long time since a man of God had taught in here. Just a pulpit. I gave Mavis a stare. How could he call it just a pulpit? As if sensing my irritation, Mavis started to walk away from me. Clearing his throat, he said, I will show you your quarters now. Clank! 
As Mavis turned for me, I heard a sharp noise coming from his clothing. Looking down at the floor, I noticed a half-filled wine bottle. Unknown to Mavis, it had fallen from his pocket. Patiently, I waited for Mavis to walk away from me before I picked it up. Finally grabbing the bottle, I noticed that the label was too old and faded to read. Pulling the cork and smelling the contents, I myself was almost taken in by its strong influence. Pushing the cork back into its resting place, I gently placed the bottle where Mavis had dropped it. I was startled beyond words.